And how many of you know it's holy seed is living within you? Amen. It's alive and well. <clears throat> John chapter 1. Yes, John. Do you want to say something? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> John chapter 1. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, that it is seed. And, Lord, we thank you that it's good, good ground and good seed. And we thank you, Lord, for bringing forth the harvest in Jesus' name. Amen. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What was the Word? God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shined in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came to bear witness to the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lights every man that comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came to his own, and his own received him not. But as many as did receive him, so what's the key? Receiving him. To them gave he power to become sons of God, even to those that believe on his name. Now I want you to see this. Which were born, not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. How were we born? Of God. Had nothing to do with you. And that word that was born of God was made flesh and dwelt among us. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word of God in his son became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld the glory, the glory of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. John bare witness of him saying, this was he whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness, how much? Fullness have we all received. Grace, so you can have more grace. Grace, so you can get more grace. Grace upon grace. There is no end to that grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The law was given by who? But grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. You see the exchange? There you go. Grace for grace, the truth came by Jesus Christ. You know, we're looking at this holy seed thing. Life itself is a mystery. The greatest mystery of life is that all life can be reduced to a seed. All life, whether it be plant, animal, whatever it is, is reduced to a seed. God created it that way in the beginning. And we see, because of God's decree, all living creatures is perpetuated through that seed that God's put within them. You know, God said in Genesis 8, he said, seed time and harvest will always be here. We talked about it in the coffee shop this morning. There is a sowing and reaping process that you can't get around. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to what? Reap the flesh. You sow into the spirit, you're going to reap of the spirit what? Everlasting life. One's corruptible and the other's incorruptible. But seeds will be sown one way or the other. And so we see that. Within the seed is that code of creation that controls everything that happens to that seed. Locked in that seed is its destiny, its identity, its potential. You know, when I I thought about that, and we've been talking about the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. And I was looking at that one verse. You know, we're going to have a brand new body. I hope you're not too attached to the one you have. 
Because in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, you're going to have a new body. And that new body, it says here, he says there's all kinds of, of uh, he says, verse 37, that which you sowest, you sowest not that body that, that shall be bare grain, may, may have chance wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as it pleases him and to every seed his own body. Now, I want you to see that. This new incorruptible seed has its own body in it. It's not the one you got now. It's the one that comes with that seed. When this old body is planted, there at that moment when you die, there is another body according to the what? Incorruptible seed that comes forth. And that's the way God designed this thing to be. You know, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 11 says, Let the earth bring forth grass, every herb yielding seed, the fruit trees yielding their fruit after their kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. You know, God didn't just speak a garden in. I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but God planted a garden. Those, those trees didn't just hop up all of a sudden. He planted everything in that garden from seed. Even the tree of knowledge of good and evil came from a seed. Everything has a seed in it. And he planted that garden. <clears throat> and he, he had that principle. God purposed that his fruit have seed in it. Our fruit should have the same means to reproduce itself. We carry in us the purpose of God to impart seed to a new generation. You know, he said in Matthew seven seventeen and 18, A good tree cannot produce evil fruit, and an evil tree cannot produce good fruit. You shall know them by their fruit. The old man cannot produce good fruit. The new man cannot produce bad fruit. You know them by their fruit. Why? One's corruptible, one's incorruptible. By your fruit, by that seed that's in there, it's going to bring forth after its kind. You know, a, lie, a seed can lie dormant for many years. You know, I've never liked that word dormant. I mean, know why? I'm not dormant. My name is Dorman, and all you do is add a T to Dorman to make it dormant. Well, I purpose I'm not going to be dormant. I'm going to bring forth good fruit. Amen. Amen. I'm not dormant. I wish they'd have used a different word for that. But anyhow, <laughs> neither here nor there. I got a new name. A seed can lie dormant for many years, but when the certain conditions, you know what, what you, you think about? I don't know if you think about it. Said God separated the earth, the dirt from the ocean. And he plants the seed. And as soon as the water touches that earth, that seed begins to grow. You've got to have the moisture along with the, with the earth. Both those two together causes that seed to come forth. There you go. There you go. And so, see, God created it that way. That seed can lay there for years until the right conditions, and then that thing will come forth. And I thought... About even that that's, uh, uh, verse in Job when it says, Though a tree be cut down to the ground, and its roots thereof decay, at the very scent of water, it'll begin to grow. <coughs> Just at the scent of water. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of what? Living water. See, just the scent of water will cause it to bring forth and it will begin to grow. And we carry that seed within ourselves. 
Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, God has planted eternity in the heart of every man, a divinely implanted sense of purpose that nothing under the sun but God can complete. See, God planted an eternity seed in the heart of every one of us. And the only one that can produce that thing is God. It's a seed. God planted that seed in every one of our hearts. And under the right conditions, that seed begins to come forth. You know, in Ecclesiastes 11, 1 through 4, it says, you know, he that regards the wind will not sow. See, he's saying, blessed is he that sows beside all water. Why? Sow the seed. You don't know which one's going to produce or not produce. But I'm telling you, that seed you sow, God said in Isaiah 55, what, 10, my word will not return void, but it will accomplish what I've sent it for. And it will prosper in the thing whereunto I've sent it. So anytime you're sharing God's word as seed, you can do something. He told me years ago, I remember we ministered this little girl, and I saw absolutely no sign that anything happened, and the people reminded me that they didn't see anything happen either. And I remember something. God spoke to me. He said, doesn't matter what you see, trust the seed. Trust the seed. And I told this person, I said, God said, just trust the seed. Well, it was a couple of weeks later. She said, you wouldn't believe this change in this girl's life. It's not about what we see. It's about what we don't see. And within those seeds, those words has life in them. And God said it wouldn't return void. It will accomplish what he sent it for. So just trust the seed. You know, uh, the human seed, we were all born of Adam because of Adam's fall. Because of the fall of Adam, his seed was cursed. How many of you know that? And because of that fall, man came from the earth. God said, cursed is the ground for your sake. Why was the ground cursed? Because from the ground came man. And man fell and God cursed the ground. And he says, in sorrow you'll eat it all the days of your life. Romans 5.12 says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. You know, when you see that, you think of that, that because of Adam's transgressors, we were all made sinners. Every one of us. Because we were born of a corruptible seed. All right? That's why the scripture says in John 3, 6, you must be born again. You must be born again. Except a man be born again of another seed. Jesus said you cannot even see the kingdom. But you must be born of the water and the spirit to enter into the kingdom. See, there's more than just getting born of the spirit. When you get just born of the spirit, you can see the kingdom, but that doesn't mean you're living in the kingdom. Except you be born of the water, washing of the water by the word. Or in this instance, it really is talking about baptism. And baptism, what is baptism? It's burying that old seed. Stay with me. And God has planted eternity in the heart of that old seed that's going to come forth. This old heart is the old heart that believes unto righteousness for a new one. There's eternity there. Even though it's corrupt, God planted eternity in this thing so this thing could go from where it was to what it's going to be. And, and what you see now is what, it's not what is, but it's, there's the seed in here that one day is going to be different. According to the seed. See, everything, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. In, in 1 Peter, I want to look at that scripture. Uh, let's start with James on the way over. James 1.18 says, <clears throat> verse 18, Of his own will begat. That word is germinate. 
of God's own will, he sperma or generated us with what? The word of truth that we should kind of be a first fruit of his creation. Of God's own will, he birthed us forth through his word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruit of a whole new race. First Peter 1.3 says this, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his mercy has begotten us again, rebirthed us again. We've been rebirthed, reseated again. What? Unto a lively hope by what? Resurrection. Buried with him. When the old cutting away of that old man. And then according to the scripture, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you. It will quicken that mortal body and cause it to raise up a brand new one. We've been rebirthed into a new creation. Raised to walk in that newness of life. And it comes from a new seed. And it's that new seed that he has given us so we can live in that. And, and just one other verse, uh, Ephesians chapter 2. I just want you to see something. We just didn't accidentally get born again. Amen. We got born again through the word of truth. It was in that word that became flesh that seated us. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 2, 4. Uh, let, me go, let me start over here in Ephesians 2, 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, according as he has chosen us in him before, what? The foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Ah, he hath blessed us with all blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Because Adam obeyed Satan, Adam became hopeless. And God said to Satan, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed, and he will bruise your head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Now, what did he say? I'm going to put enmity between you, Satan, and the woman's seed. He didn't say Adam's seed. Adam's seed was corruptible. So how God had to provide a young lady, her seed and God's seed coming together, created that perfect child that was going to bruise Satan's head. See how the prophetic works there? And we see that no seed of Adam could ever have redeemed us because it was rendered defective. As in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made what? Alive. You remember when in Psalms 51, when David sinned in verse 5, he says, in sin... I was born in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. What was he saying? Exactly what we're talking about. It was Adam's seed. See, that's why this exchange is so important, guys. You can never change that old seed. It has to be a new seed. And God created a new seed for us. We were born again by the end. We were begat, born again through the word of God. Not only that, but we were grafted in. Not only that, we were adopted. That's right. Amen. We got three different ways here. Choose whichever one you want, but just take all three of them. Yes. The main thing is for you to understand we're in. Amen. Amen. 
And it's not of man. It's not of the will of man. It's not of blood. It's not of the flesh. It's of God. First Corinthians one said, one thirty said, but of him are you in Christ Jesus. But of God's word are you in Christ, who made you wisdom, righteousness, justification, sanctification. What? That according as it is written, let him that glory, glory in the Lord. Because God made Christ to be sin for us. Who knew no sin? That we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Do you think that righteousness of Christ can ever be any more righteous? Do you think your standing with God right now can ever be better? No. It is the ultimate. It's because it's a seed. It's a new seed. And as newborn babes desire the sincere milk that they may grow up. Now what we got to do is learn how to grow up into that new creation God has made us. And he sent his Holy Spirit to help us grow into the fullness of what he, he has created for us. Because he says, we beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed, metamorphosed by that spirit into the very image of Christ. Metamorphosis. Now I want you to, I want you to see something. That little worm that gets the transformation and becomes a butterfly is not a worm with wings. It has a new seed. Now it's free to fly. A worm can never fly. You see, that's what he's created us, in the seed. In that seed, we've been given a whole new race of people. You know, we see that. I don't know how that, that seed thing works, but I think about Cain. You know, it, it looks to me like Cain was a, a serpent seed. And you look at Abel. Cain was a tiller of the ground that was cursed. And he brought an offering of the ground that was cursed to God, and God didn't accept his offering. Abel, he was a sheep herder. Of the of the, and, and it says God accepted His offering. You can kind of see in that picture the old and the new. And you and you look at Isaac, you look at Ishmael, Jacob, Esau. You see, there, there's always these two that's always seems to be around together somewhere. Jacob have I loved, and Esau have I hated. Why? Esau was born of the flesh. It's obvious. He was born of the flesh. And look at Ishmael. Look at Ishmael today. But I want to tell you something that you may not have ever considered. God said to Ishmael, you know Ishmael? Because you're still Abraham's seed in the natural. I'm going to bless you. How many of you can, can say they're not blessed? Who has most of the world's oil? Ishmael. But why did God bless Ishmael? For Abraham's sake. That's the seed thing. See, it's a seed thing. Now, we're all children of Abraham by faith, Galatians says. We're all in the new covenant because of Abraham, and we're all children of, of Abraham through faith. We, we got a brand new starting place. God chose Abraham through his seed that through Abraham's seed would Christ be born. God was bringing a brand new seed into a new kingdom age. The day came when God said to Bethlehem, Bethlehem, you're the smallest among cities. Doesn't God always do that? He says, Bethlehem, you're the smallest among all the cities. 
but I'm going to do something special for you, Bethlehem. You're going to be the smallest among cities, but out of you shall come a ruler who will oversee nations. God chose a nation, and out of that nation he chose the tribe of Judah, praise. Out of that tribe he chose a family, David, beloved. And out of that family he chose a woman. Look with me in Luke chapter 1. It's Abraham's seed. That, that was the point. God blessing all of that because of Abraham's seed. See? And now I'm just, I brought that up only for you to see God honors the seed. You with me? And God can honor our seed even if we do the seed in the wrong way. So keep that in mind too. All right. In Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent forth from God into the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused with a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. Wow. That verse is, that word's only used twice. And the other time it's in relationship to you. Ephesians 1, 6 says that, that God has made you accepted in the beloved. That word means highly favored. Ross, God has made you highly favored. You can never make yourself highly favored, but in Christ Jesus, God has declared you highly favored. Highly favored. The only two times that word is used in the whole Bible. You are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And when he saw him, and when she saw him, she was troubled, saying, cast in her mind, what manner of salutation should this be? And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for you have found, you have found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob. How long? Forever. And of his kingdom there will be no what? No end. Come on, if you ain't shouting by now, you ought to be. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you, and the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. Therefore that holy thing which shall be born in thee shall be called the Son of God. And he said, Behold, yes, behold your cousin Elizabeth. She hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible. Let's say that again. For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it to me according to your word. Let's stop right there. Be it unto me according to your word. What she was saying is, let that seed come that's spoken through the word. Let that seed come according as you've said. See, the word is a seed. The creative power of the word is, is incredible. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed. Now look, and Mary rose in those days and went to the hill country with haste to the city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and, and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. She spake out with a loud voice, Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of your womb, and whence is, is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? 
For lo, as soon as the voice of your salutation sounded in my ears, that word came, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believes, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. Oh, Mary started prophesying here. Now I want you to understand something. Why did Mary go and stay with Elizabeth six months? I'll tell you why. There she is pregnant and with a man that can't figure out how in the world she got pregnant in a city that just, yam, 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 yam. Come on now. And God sent her to go to Elizabeth so Elizabeth could disciple her for six months. Safe place. A safe place for six months. Her ears wouldn't hear anything but a Holy Ghost-filled woman teaching her what this is all about. Six months. And I believe she was there when, when John was born. Because she stayed there six months and she was already three months pregnant. I can count. Everybody can count. See those, those, I bet those John and Jesus was communicating in the womb. That environment is something. And then, you know, Mary then began to prophesy. And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. Now, could she have done that in, in her own city with Joseph and everybody around? I'm telling you what. Jesus said, I could do no mighty miracles because of your traditions and all your unbelief. So he had to be raised in an environment of faith. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lower state of his handmaid. From henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear from generation to generation. It's on them that what? Fear. Okay. He has shown strength with his arm and has scattered the proud in imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty in their seats and exalted them of low degree. He has filled with the hungry with what? Good things. But the rich, the full, he sends empty away. He hath helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spake to our fathers Abraham and to his what? Seed forever. That's us. I don't know if you know it or not. Isaiah 53, 10 says this, and it pleased God to crush Jesus, to bruise Jesus, to make his soul an offering for our sins. God shall see his seed and be satisfied. Who is that? It's us. Except that corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, and it was broken and crushed in a bad way. But when that seed was buried guess what came forth he saw his seed a whole new generation a whole new creation a brand new creation come forth from that seed God saw his seed he saw us and was pleased and Mary abode with her about three months and returned to her own house now we know when John was born we're going to have communion here, but I just want to say something else. And I'll finish this next week, part two next week. And when Zacharias, after John was born, and his father's tongue was opened, verse 67, and his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost. You know what? I think another reason Zacharias couldn't talk in that household because his unbelief, Jesus didn't need to be in around that unbelief. He couldn't talk for those nine months. So all was yakking. Now imagine being in the house with Mary and, and, and Elizabeth. 
them too. Yes. Now, he couldn't even talk. He had to listen to all that. But when his tongue was loosed in verse 67, he said, He was filled with the Holy Ghost and began to prophesy and said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. He hath raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies. Saved from what? All of your enemies. And from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to Abraham, his father, father Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies. Listen, we've been delivered out of the hand of our enemies. And that we might serve him without fear, in holiness, in righteousness, before him, all the days of our life. Amen. That's new men. That's new men. Without fear, in holiness, in righteousness, before him when he comes to get us. All the days of our life. And it talked about John the Baptist coming and, and, and giving an account of all of that. And he says, through his, verse 78, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day sprang from on high, visit us. To give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. What is the way? Peace. What is the gospel called? The gospel of peace. And what is the new man, the main fruit of knowing you're in the new man? Peace. My people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation. The work of righteousness shall be peace. The effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance and my people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation in quiet resting places. Isaiah 32. Last two verses, I think it is down there. That's the new creation that God has placed us into. All right, Eric, come on up. Part two, next week.